what we consider to be our favorite 4x strategy which in my opinion is the foundation that built up the entire strategy genre itself and is only eclipsed or even approached uh in scope and relevance as uh real-time strategy games which is actually going to be seps focus when we get on to the third part so for this i chose a game that i hope most of you are familiar with it's a little game by the name of alpha centauri have any of you folks in the chat played this and more importantly have you guys played alpha centauri I have not played it. You have uh, not. No. Neither of you have not. Neither of you have played Alpha Centauri. That is a uh, that is shameful. I think I'm going to have to end our friendship uh, right here on the spot. It's um to me, as you notice, I picked Civilization Six for my grand strategy, but Alpha Centauri to me is the greatest strategy game ever made, and the true real spiritual sequel to civilization screw that uh after earth crap that they came up came up with recently it's, i liked after earth if you dude if you like after earth this is going to be one of the greatest games you ever play just just right. look at this footage right here uh all of it is focusing on like the kind of tragedies and stuff that's happened on earth and how we've like ruined the world and everything has fallen apart and the kind of vices we have that have ruined society from religion to commerce to industrialization and how these may be good things but they also ultimately like screw us up and kind of ruin society in the long run and in this game a group of colonists end up going to alpha centauri to basically find a new start for humanity maybe something better maybe we can fix our mistakes and do it all over again and but unfortunately it kind of doesn't really turn out that way and part of what makes this game really special beyond its really cool gameplay is just the amount of depth they have put into the people and the setting and the world that makes you feel like you're actually part of this evolving storyline that really digs into like the fight what's what's wrong with humanity why do we keep screwing things up and like just look at the coronavirus for instance and how things are going at the moment and the way we're isolating ourselves and uh the issues the kind of screw-ups that's causing to the economy and stuff like that and all of these in most strategy games you have factions right you have like the industrialist the commerce person the the warmongers that kind of thing and they're just kind of there they're, they're not really anything you see gandhi it's gandhi but he's still declaring war on you he doesn't really have an identity <laughs> <laughs> I keep I have to keep going back to that Gandhi example because it always makes me laugh just uh the man shown as like the the beacon of peace for humanity and he's just standing there declaring war on you and 
There are a bunch of individuals in this game, such as uh, Sister Miriam Godwinson, Commissioner Provin Lal. He's represents the EU. Uh, Godwinson represents like religion and idealism and the kind of problems that those things have along with the positives. And as you play the game, when you're building up your new buildings like yours, it's, it's a lot of very sci-fi heavy kind of stuff. And you get kind of readings of the people in this world that tell you like what their ideologies believe and why this technology is beneficial for this community and why this technology works for like one of them is a worldwide data network which back then was like a crazy idea that you could just hack into just jack into something and get all the information right in front of you and religious centers gardens idealists uh spiritualists just it focuses on everything and i've never played a strategy game that had such a strong sense of identity and place and because of that i felt more invested in the world that i was building that i was creating and to me if you can make that story such a profound and important part of the experience it just it just it's, it brings it to the next level it's no longer just a bunch of units it's you actually think about the people and the way your actions are affecting yourself and the planet because this all ties into game you're probably thinking why isn't he discussing the gameplay uh and the thing is i am discussing the gameplay because all these ideas fundamentally are focused in the game itself because you have the planet attacking you if you terraform too much and like it will actually fight back against you so that's like shows the example of why the environmentalists might have a point and you can you can mind probe your citizens to force them to do work for you but then that's in considered like an industrial uh, uh, crime against humanity kind of thing uh, to give a civilization parallel and that game just profoundly stuck with me since the day i played it and i don't think a better strategy game has ever been made okay that was a long ramble i knew that was going to go on for a while i've been wanting to geek out about this game for like over a year <laughs> so i will open the floor to you two individuals Honestly, uh, it sounds like a more boring version of Stellaris. Take it away, Barely. <laughs> <laughs> I will let Barely uh, counter with his personal <laughs> game and why he thinks it's uh, why it's better. Well, I've gone with Stellaris, and I mean, you can eat people, you can eat planets, you can have a giant <laughs> Death Star that blows up planets. You can have something that traps people on planets so they can't leave and then just let them waste away into nothing. You can travel through wormholes. I mean, I mean you know, it's got dragons in space. Uh, come on. Clearly, clearly it wins <laughs> over everything if it's got yeah. dragons in space. I mean, you can you can literally you can literally make the empire of mankind from Warhammer 40k. Uh, you can 
you can you can make the like most peaceful trade federation ever. You can make the trade federation from the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can you can literally create whatever kind of society you would like to be as a spacefaring society, while also uh, playing some predefined civilizations, as for example, uh, two different versions of humanity if humanity left Earth and went to space. Yeah, you have the uh, the space communists, which is a, an interesting <laughs> choice. Um, but I think beyond that, the the whole the sheer scale of the whole thing is amazing. That the, yeah. the battles at first, the ship battles don't seem that impressive until you start getting absolutely huge ships that can fire hundreds of missiles. Yeah, and you just obliterate things. The planets look so freaking amazing in it. And I love the little story writing as well that you get in it. It's not just a simple, I'm going to go along clicking things. If you take the time to read the little stories that come up, yeah. you yeah. find little bits of comedy hidden away. And it will depend on who you pick as well. It's not always the same message. You don't always get the same response. So if I was to pick Hive Mind and I run into another another species... And I am the uh, consuming swarm. You literally, the only thing you can say to anyone is pray. That's it. They say to you, oh, hi, do you want a cup of tea? Pray. That's it. <laughs> you are going to die. There is no other option. And you get others where, you know, you have, you'll be assimilated. You, you, you get it where... Um, you get a little events that come up and it gives you a little sarcastic thing that your person would say instead yeah. of the sensible option. And it's just got so much personality to it that it's... But does it make I, you think? Does it make you like think oh, about humanity yes. as a whole or society and like the thing... You just said yourself you can make a big giant death star and just destroy stuff and yeah i mean you but you've does got... it make you question the moral quandary of making that death star and how it might affect your citizens and i mean it might with a normal person but not me <laughs> Darth Vader confirmed yeah yeah no, but see, see it depends on your society if you have a like peaceful coexists uh, culture uh, for, for your society then you know using a planet breaker is uh, that that's the last option if you're uh, full on make space great again and purge the Xenos filthy Xenos and pray to the god emperor type of uh, civilization then your your civilization would probably be pretty disappointed with you if you didn't crack the planet of <laughs> your sworn enemies. I'm going to be honest. I probably understood like half the words in that sentence. It was a lot of Warhammer. Uh, yeah, it was a lot yeah. of a lot of random references. I thought you were still referencing Stellaris, but no. Apparently, you just moved on to Warhammer. <laughs> no, but see, that's that's the thing. You you can play you can play Warhammer in Stellaris. Um, that but is it's, a good argument. You cannot play yeah. Warhammer in Alpha Centauri, but yeah. because I'm, you you I'm basically stopped. you you decide what sort of playthrough you want. You want a deep philosophical playthrough. Go with a like spiritual democratic, uh, you know, peaceful trading republic thing. Uh, you know, and then you'll have a bunch of these moral quandaries because your population is actually allowed to have an opinion. But if you just want to lean back and, and just enjoy your time and have your 
entire population be as war-minded and bloodthirsty as you're feeling in the moment. Go with a military dictatorship that hates every single other spacefaring race ever. So it's you, you basically decide what kind of game you want to play before you even boot up your first campaign in Solaris. I have to say, Seb, you're doing a lot of shilling for the competition. How about we move away from science fiction and try something a little more magically inclined? Let's get our, our magic staffs and wizard hats out. And yes, indeed. Tell us what your game was and why it's far superior to the two that we mentioned. Yes, I, I picked uh, Heroes of Might and Magic. Uh, I couldn't decide on which one because Heroes of Might and Magic 3 is fantastic and amazing uh but my personal favorite is the much hated heroes of might and magic 4 uh Ooh, that's controversial <laughs> yeah <laughs> as I, I couldn't really pick but both of them have the same things going on for them at its core because it's it's this completely new and separate fantasy universe uh, where the different societies and cultures and everything like that uh, give it's it's just such a joyful experience. It's it's uh, it harkens back to when you were a kid and you opened, you know, the the first the first time you read, you know, the uh, the Narnia books or Lord of the Rings or anything like that. It's just it's just wholesome fantasy fun, and uh, it allows you, yeah, it allows you to just dream dream away and have giants and minotaurs and hydras and barbarians and knights and forces of chaos and forces of heaven and uh, yeah and even death itself graces the battlefield every once in a while and you have necromancy and it's it's just amazing it's just will... a good old-fashioned <laughs> childlike fun experience i will admit that i was kind of like upset at you for picking this game because I really, really like this series. Yeah. Uh, I am a big fan of Heroes of Mind Magic uh, 3 specifically, because yeah. that is the only valid answer to what Heroes of Mind Magic game do you enjoy. It's it's 3 and like nothing else, because all the other games just completely suck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't have the satisfying spell books that uh, uh, Heroes 4 has. And it, it's... Oh. I the, don't the even know exactly how to. The necromancer and the chaos wizards in uh, Heroes Four. Oh, it's so it's so enjoyable. I I I I can't even entirely put my finger on what it is about the formula of the mind magic games that I enjoy so much. But it, like the graphics are very simplistic. They're very abstract. They're yeah. They they really tell you what you need to know uh, visually, <clears throat> but. They're still super, super addictive. Like, yeah. Even if you know you're not doing well, just getting into those battles and yeah. choosing, figuring out which unit works against which other unit, it's just mwah, mwah. It's yeah. beautiful. Like I said, it's just it's just back to the basics, enjoyable, wholesome, childlike fantasy fun. It's uh, it's it's as simple as it comes, and that makes it amazing. To me, though, that's actually a mark against it. It's it's too simple. It's uh, yeah. if you enjoy the civilization formula, Alpha Centauri very much plays similar to that style of game, but it actually did expand 
the scope by, for instance, having the planet actually like severely negatively react to you damaging it. Uh, you could like, if you terraform too much, the planet will start sending its own units out to fight you and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And the story again feeds into that. And there's just, there's nothing out there like Alpha Centauri. And even if you don't decide that it's a superior game that it clearly is, uh, sure. I would still recommend you go out and give it a try and I can't believe I actually managed to say that with a straight face. Uh, it doesn't have dragons, though. I would, nope. It doesn't have dragons, unfortunately. But it does have mind worms. Uh, so if, if you like a bit of Dune, oh, then it might be right up your alley. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, barely barely, basically picked my choice for this. <laughs> for this. <laughs> oh, yeah, but Might of Magic is a very good uh, turd uh, option, unfortunately. So what you're saying it's is that you're basically... It's a good second option, my friend. It's a good second option. Do you have any counter argument against this, fairly? Against Mind Magic and why Stellaris is a better game? Yeah, uh, well, oh, right. Well, this that this is easy. I mean, it's so much bigger. It's there's it <laughs> so much more you can do in it. You know, you you have to think about everything that you're doing. You have to defend your systems. You have to make sure you have your choke points down. You know, you get big big impressive fights you can name aliens and whatever you want and also put uranus into the game as many times as you can think of <laughs> you were waiting you know? an hour and 40 minutes to make that joke weren't you <laughs> yes <laughs> yes i've been waiting uh... <laughs> so i feel like i'm obviously going to lose out on this one because septequist <laughs> is obviously a big fan of stellaris so and barely is as well. So what is your final verdict here? Which do you think is the superior game? Stellaris. Barely. Stellaris. <laughs> there we go. The, the, the people on the podcast can't see you nodding, so you actually need to oh, yeah. tell us <laughs> what you think. <laughs> uh, okay. I do think Alpha Centauri, I have played Stellaris. I do think it's a very cool game, very fun game. But there's just an element of like, if you want, story is not something we often consider in a strategy game. And this really makes story central to to this game. So I would definitely urge you guys to check it out. Hey there, folks. Thanks for sticking around until the end of the video. If you enjoyed what you watched here today, please do consider checking out our guests. You can find information on them on the top right of the page. We record these shows regularly over on Twitch covering media events and reviews of new content that comes out, that kind of thing. So if that interests you at all, please do consider dropping a follow over on the Twitch. We can also be found on social media, the usual places, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, all those kind of places. So check them out if you'd like to keep up to date with what we're doing with the channel. And of course, please do drop a subscription and check us out in the future. Take care of yourselves. Stay beautiful.